What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good day. If you're not, I hope this makes your day a little bit better. And if it doesn't, I apologize. I just want to say, I, um, what can I say here? Let me see. Oh, have you guys checked out the new recruit on Netflix? It's a good show, man. You should check that out. I recently finished watching Peacemaker. I was going to start watching Titans, but I want the second half of the season to air and end so I could just watch it all at once. I'm like that, man. I like to binge watch. I don't like waiting around. But that's just me. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure to follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. Peace. everybody i hope everybody's doing well welcome back to the punch the mouth podcast i'm adrian let's get into it this weekend is the return of the ufc yesterday we got some news right that it was supposed to be calvin gasolum versus imonov i believe his name is is that his name we're gonna see i saw the name imonov but something happened to calvin let's see what happened to calvin i have it right here Kelvin Gastelum posts gnarly injury video after UFC Vegas 67th withdrawal, sewing my teeth back on. Jesus. Kelvin Gastelum had a good reason for pulling out of UFC Vegas 67. Gastelum was forced to withdraw from the UFC's first main event of 2023 Monday after a mouth injury left him unable to compete against Nasruddin Imanov on January 14th. UFC middleweight contender Sean Strickland stepped in on short notice to fight Imanov. Instead, while Gastelum was forced to undergo dental surgery to repair the damage on his mouth, which was caused by a wayward blow to the face he suffered in the gym. Following the news, Gastelum posted a video of the procedure on social media, which, as he phrased in response to the fans on Twitter, swung my teeth back on. Ouch, I saw the clip. It's not good. It's gross. But anyway, best wishes to Calvin. So now we got Sean Strickland versus Nassim Imonov. Danny Gay versus Damian Jackson. Banua Heli Serrano versus Roman Kopelov. Kaylin Vieira versus Raquel Pennington. And Umar Nurmagomedov versus Rowney Barcelos. That's the main card. Can't wait. Can't wait. The Kaylin Vieira versus Raquel Pennington fight. Let's pick my interest. Of course, I'm the biggest Umar Nurmagomedov fan on the planet. That's the uncrowned champion. Did you guys see what his brother did to Patriki in Bellator? This guy, what rank is Umar? Umar better be ranked. If Umar's not ranked, this is all fake. Let me see. Let's see. Umar's number 11. If Umar wins this fight, have him fight uh, Song Yadong. Why not? I mean, because, um, you know, it'd be a good fight. Him versus Marab. Him versus Peter, but they're both Russian, so I don't know if they would fight each other. Him versus Sean O'Malley is a good fight. But 
He's got to pay his dues, man. I would put him against Sean O'Malley right now, and I would pick Umar to win. That's how much confidence I have. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of just when he gets the opportunity to fight for the belt. In my opinion. That's how high I am on Umar Nurmagomedov. But Sean Strickland headlining back-to-back events. Good on him. Mad respect to him. That light heavyweight. I guess they asked, because Sean trains right there in Vegas at Extreme Couture. I guess they asked him, I'm like, hey, would you take the fight? I guess he told them, yeah, but only if he could do it at light heavyweight because it's such short notice. Because this happened yesterday, the fight's this Saturday, so they asked him to do it on Monday. So we shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. Let's see other MMA news. There's actually a good one here I want to talk to you guys really quick about. And this involves Dana White and the video of him slapping his wife. California Legislative Women's Caucus calls for immediate removal of Dana White as UFC president. In a letter written to Endeavor, Ari Emanuel, the California Legislative Women's Caucus is calling for the immediate removal of Dana White as president of the UFC. Earlier this month, a video released that showed White and his wife Annie at a New Year's Eve party in Cabo, Mexico. Annie appeared to be in distress as UFC leader grabbed her wrist and something to her before Annie slapped him, which immediately led to White retaliating with at least one clear slap of his own. Since the incident became public, the UFC Endeavor and even Turner Sports, who will host White and the UFC's new power slap league on TBS beginning January 18, have declined to issue any comment on the situation. A letter posted online, the group expressed deep concern in regards to the video as well as the non-response from all involved. Blah, 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 blah. In the day since the video was released, you re- remained silent, the letter states. You conti- your continued silence speaks volumes as you want to silence and and actions are not an option. Are not an option. We agree, and we are urging you to take immediate action. Like you, we are people who live by our values. We too are people of action. We are allies against violence, advocates for women, and we are parents like yourselves. This is why it is clear to us we are calling for immediate removal of Mr. White as president of the UFC. And then it goes on to say that Dana said that there's no um, excuse for that. And then it goes, another important piece of advoca- from the advocacy group that causes concern is the potential hypocrisy if a UFC athlete involved in a domestic violence situation in, th- in the future. If a UFC athlete is involved in a domestic violence situation in the future, how can White be in any position to punish them if he himself did not face any punishment himself? Mr. White is not only an external face of the UFC, he is the leader who sets the expectations for the athletes as well the letter he is the leader who has explained in years past that he stands firmly against domestic violence if an athlete were to commit violence against their partner mr white is the leader within the ufc who will determine the consequence the eyes of the world are on him and on endeavor endeavor the head of the major sports organization cannot claim to be for the safety of women while a video of him striking his wife continues to circulate online without response from you. The hypocrisy is astounding. Enough is enough. It's time to remove Mr. White from his leadership role, to allow him and his partners to get help, the help they need, to allow him and his partner to get the help they need while reminding the world of what 
endeavor stands for and that violence against women is not a conduct that you condone. The letter was signed by Senator Nancy Skinner and Assemblymember Cecilia Aguar Curry, the chair and vice chair of the group, respectively. Okay, the thing is, he has responded, and I'm not defending Dana. If there's one thing I don't like, is domestic violence. He has responded. Now, if the problem is that if it was anybody else that wasn't in Dana's position, they would suffer immediate consequence. That is true. He has not suffered any type of consequence. Um, will he go away? I don't know. I doubt it. But to say that, to sit there and say that he has not said anything, he said that he was against it, and he's not even making excuses for himself. Now, if you're mad that he's not suffering consequences, that's different. But to sit there and say that he had, there's nothing been said, there has stuff that's been said. If it's not act, if the actions that have been taken where you're not liking, then that's different. But stuff has been said. Now I don't know what endeavor endeavor. It's not endeavor. It's not endeavor. Endeavor. There it is. Because it sounds like I want to say end and then Denver, which I don't endeavor. Here's another good one. Tatiana Suarez returns against Monta de la Rosa. Tatiana Suarez will make her long-awaited return to action after nearly four years away from the sport. When she faces Monta de la Rosa at an upcoming UFC fight night scheduled for February 25th, multiple people with knowledge of the promotion's plans confirmed the matchup to MMA fighting. De la Rosa initially announced the fight via her OnlyFans. Long considered a potential title contender, Suarez put together a perfect 8-0 record to start her career after she won the Ultimate Fighter 23 back in 2016. Following the win, she picked up high-profile victories over Alexa Grasso, Nina Nunes, and former strawweight champion Carla Esparza. Unfortunately, a neck injury derailed Suarez after her most recent win in 2019, and she was unable to compete. Now healthy again, she is set to return in a new weight class, debuting at 125 pounds. So, this is interesting, right? Because a lot of people consider this girl the female Khabib. And her wrestling, and she's 8-0. And I wonder how a neck injury, because I know Yoel Romero, he either suffers from neck injuries because of wrestling, so I wonder if she's not going to wrestle as much. Because if she doesn't wrestle, I wonder if she'll be as dangerous as we all remember her. Because a dangerous, she's a dangerous matchup for Valentina, right? I mean, we saw how much Valentina struggled against Tyler Santos. So, that's interesting. And another thing is, Tatiana is 32. For her last fight, she was 28, going on 29. She just turned 32. So, this is interesting. She she also suffered from thyroid cancer, but then she became a wrestler. So, I'm really looking forward to this matchup to see what she looks like. Again, she's coming into 125. And 125, honestly, is not that deep. Let me see if Amanda he was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if with at least two to three wins, she's already ranked in the top 15. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tatiana wins this fight, they give her Cynthia Calvillo or Tracy Cortez. Another one to look out for is Erin Blanchfield. She's going to fight Tyler Santos. That girl is crazy. She's 
awesome, bro. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Rafael Fazi promised Justin Gaethje fight in March. We'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. Rafael Fazi is closer than ever to having his wish come true. Kazakhstan's favorite fighting lightweight son has made it clear who he wants to fight since reaching the div division's official top 15. Fazi wants former UFC interim champion Justin Gaethje, and according to him, the matchup is currently being worked for the first quarter of 2023. I'm not announcing anything, but the UFC promises that I'll be fighting Justin Gaethje in March, Fazib told Captain Hardcore. Everyone wants this fight. Dana White wants this fight. I told him I was ready for March. We're waiting for the contract to make it official. That is what it is as of now. If something changes, I'll be shocked. One highlighted issues around the lightweight elite in recent months has been all of the most notable names have only been fighting each other. Therefore, rising contenders aren't getting the opportunity to climb and further establish themselves. Fellow contender alongside Fazi Armin Sarukian noted recently that he how the likes of Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and Michael Chandler only fight each other and need to fight new faces or leave for, for Gaethje. For Gaethje, his last fight came opposite of former champion Carlos Oliveira, who is also in that mix, and last expressed his interest in rematching Poirier over all other options. Despite that, Fazeev has full confidence that this thing will materialize in his favor. If it gets canceled, I'll record a story like UFC, what's going on, Fazeev said. Location is the only question. They said either London or Las Vegas, March 14th, March 4th or 8th. I like that the UFC supports this fight from the beginning. Gaethje is being quiet. His manager, Ali Abdelaziz, tried to say something. They are still doing what they've been doing. The UFC wants it. When the UFC wants it, they make it happen. To say Fazeev has earned a shot at a top-tier name like Gaethje is an understatement. Adamant's biggest win of his career came in his last time out in July 2022, knocking out former lightweight champion Rafael Dos Anjos to extend his current Streak to six straight. While Gagey's popularity alone would boost Fazib after a potential win, there are several other factors worth mentioning. Probably everything combined, Fazib said of his interest in Gagey. It's a big challenge for me. It's a dangerous fight for me. He's a strong fighter. He's also something very interesting for me. It's also something very interesting for me. Something that brings me joy and makes me energetic. I've never seen anyone call out Gagey. Nobody says. Gaethje, 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 come fight me. Not sure, maybe you can correct me. I like that, I like that I'm the first guy to call him out and I truly want to fight him. Also, it'll bring me closer to the title. I know I'm close. If I beat Gaethje in spectacular fashion, I'll easily be able to fight for the title. This is a good fight. This is a good fight. And it's a crime that nobody knows more about Rafael Fazib. Like not what well, not nobody knows more than that. not a lot of people know him. This guy is nuts. This guy could be champion if he's on. That's a crazy fight. I, I hope that fight happens. I hope that fight happens. And then to piggyback off that, but Neil Dario says Dustin Poirier should really consider retiring if he doesn't want to fight rising contenders. Like I guess that's why that article said that. Recent criticism is that they don't want to fight other people. They only want to fight amongst each other, the top guys. But Neil Darius, Dustin Poirier needs to step up or step off. 
This past November, Poirier picked up another big win in a career full of them submitting Michael Chandler at UFC 281. The win solidified Poirier's top five position in the lightweight division, and afterwards, some suggested a potential title limiter bout with Dariush could be next. Except afterwards, Poirier shot that down, saying he wasn't really interested, and needless to say, Dariush didn't think much about that. I wish he'd be a little bit more clear to what it is that doesn't excite him about me, Darius told Submission Radio. Are my fights not exciting enough? Or is it a skill issue? Or is it just because I don't have the name? Because if it's just because I don't have the name, he should really consider. And I'm saying this as nice as possible. I'm not trying to be a dick, but he should really consider retiring. Because if you're going to look for the names, if you're going to look to fight only that, then if you're... If you're going to going to look for the fight, only guys that the name will bring you, bro. There's dogs coming. There's dogs, and they're young and they're hungry. They're looking to kill. There's guys out already. There's guys out there already, and there's not a whole lot of Michael Chandler's left. They're in the division. How many more fights like that can you get? You're gonna have to fight one of these dogs and. Currently, I'm at the forefront, so either step up or think about doing something else. He seems successful, so if you're not generally fighting in a sport that you want to be half-hearted about. So if you're not 100%, he should really reconsider what he's doing. Poirier almost certainly won't be retiring, but did say that he wasn't sure if he wanted to go through the killers. It would take to get back to the title. Instead, Poirier said his focus was one fight at a time. Darius, meanwhile, has been through the killers currently on an eight-fight win streak. Darius is coming off a win over rising contender Mateusz Gamra at UFC 280. Unfortunately for Darius, Alexander Volkanovski is moving up to challenge lightweight champion Islam Mahashev. Means Darius is currently on the outside looking in at a title shot. And with guys like Poirier and Charles Oliveira not interested in fighting him, at the moment, it is a frustrating position for the number four contender. I mean, yeah, man, it sucks. And then Poirier responded, Thanks for the advice, Benny. I'll take it into consideration. Not sure if you're into hot sauce or not, but if you are free, if you are free shipping on me. So we shall see, man. We shall see. He might fight him. I mean, like, what he's trying to do here, like, because the article says, right, that unfortunately when these super fights happen, a lot of the top contenders of that division in this case, lightweight, they're looking in, right? Like, they're stuck. So, what? at least what he's trying to do is keep his name relevant, which is smart. So, if he ends up fighting um, Dustin Poirier and wins, he, that just brings him one step closer to the title, no matter what happens between Islam and Volk. So, all he's trying to do is keep his name relevant. Um, how am I doing on time? Let's see. Oh, we're good. We're good. Let's see, let's see if I can find another good one, and then we'll call it a day. Fayel Fazib. I like that guy a lot. Let's see, let's refresh this. Let's see if we get any water. Nothing new, nothing new. Let's see. Okay, last one. Marlon Vera Company UFC title shot will come. They do want me to hold the belt. Marlon Vera is savoring the climb to the top of the bantamweight division. Currently number six at 135 pounds. In the MMA Fighting Global Rankings, Vera is set to face Corey Sanhagen, number four in the main event of UFC Vegas 69 on February 18th. 
Well, reigning UFC Bantamweight champion Andrew Mainstream is yet to be booked. His next challenger is yet to book his next challenger. Rivera is isn't currently in the equation as Sterling is expected to fight either Henry Cejudo or Sean O'Malley next. The situation sits just fine with Vera, who considers his relationship with the UFC to be rock solid and expects Max mate matchmakers to gladly grace him with a title shot in the future. It's all good, Vera said on Monday's MMA hour. I know I'm going to be world champion. Out of my heart, not just fucking talking, not just becoming a fucking influencer or beating somebody these days, or beating somebody these days, I really believe deep down in my heart I'm going to be world champion. I'm in no rush. No, dude, I'm fucking 30 years old. I just turned 30. I've got the best years ahead of me. Just keep doing what I'm doing here, which is consistency work. We all have different paths. Some people talk their way in. Some people kick their way in. It's just a matter of time until I get the belt. The world knows it. I know it. The UFC knows it. I do know for a matter of fact, they they fuck with me. Vero continues. I'm talking about the UFC. They just like me. They do want me to hold the belt. So I'm like, why why get all crazy? I've been handling my career pretty good. Winning, kicking ass, and whatever I ask, they give it to me. So we're chilling. And then it goes. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's whatever. So Marlon Vera, right now, he's scheduled to fight. I just had it right here. He's scheduled to fight Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen's number five, Marlon's number four. The rankings I just read to you are different rankings. So it gets crazy, right? Because I honestly believe Peter Yan is going to fight Marab Dishwashers really next. And then if you're Sean, because he has the history with Henry Cejudo, you're the backup fighter because either way, you're number one. And then you'll fight. Algermain if Henry doesn't fight or if Algermain gets hurt for whatever reason Sean O'Malley versus Henry Cejudo because I believe like this was a smart move on Marlon's part because he was probably thinking like it's stuck up there because you you can see where they're gonna try to match up Marab with Peter and then Sean is gonna be the backup challenger the backup fighter because I believe next Sean will fight for the belt. That's my honest opinion. So we shall see. We shall see, man. But then it, if Marlon wins this fight, that's it. It's over, bro. Like, he's top three easy. And then he should p- try to pick a fight with either either Peter or Marab. But we shall see. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. I think that's it, right? That's it? That is it. Make sure you... Tune in later this week because I'm going to do another episode where I give my opinions on things. Like, this is, like, more new stuff. Like, still, because the UFC hasn't started, like, no major MMA organization has fought this, has had an event this year. So, everything is still at a standstill. Um, Let me see here. So, Bellator's first event is going to be until February 9th, which is the Fedor fight. The UFC is this Saturday. It's rumored that Sterling and Henry are going to fight March 5th. That's also the rumor for the John Jones fight. 
but we shall see man again everything's still moving kind of slow but we're, we're gonna get there we're gonna get there all right later guys deuces have a great day remember follow me punch in the mouth official on instagram official underscore pitm on twitter i'm thinking about changing it so they both be official underscore pitm uh, let me know what you guys think later peace